and welcome to Conversations with Carissa, a podcast where we'll have conversations so that you and I can learn and grow from the wisdom of others. Hi guys, I've missed you all very, very much. And it's kind of weird. Two weeks of taking a break and coming back, I won't lie. It's kind of like dipping your toes in the cold pool again, but I'm grateful to be back. (laughs) So for the quote of today, it is from my dear friend, Jeremy, who you guys are going to hear from next week. But he, in our conversation after filming the podcast episode, he told me this. He said, in regards to you know, my podcast and doing the things that I love. He said, do it until you fall out of love with it. And when you do fall out of love with it, find out why and fix it or change it. And that goes in with today's episode on, as you can tell by the title, the dark side of pursuing your passions. But before we get into that, I want to talk about my gratitude. I am currently filming this in my former babysitter's laundry room. (laughs) Because we have had to evacuate from our house, I think twice now because of flooding and power out- power outages. My babysitter's son tried to save us this one time and his car actually got stuck in the water. It's more like a river. He almost flipped over, but we're here, okay? And I'm grateful to even have the opportunity to just sit down again and pursue something that I love. And... That's what I'm going to be talking about today, the dark side of pursuing your passions. I'm going to talk about starting and the dark sides that come along with that and then talk about continuing and keeping up with doing the things that you love or even when you fall out of love with it, how do you re-spark that? So I'm going to start off with starting. A lot of people, I would say maybe two, have come to talk about the things that they wanted to start. And at least for me, when I first started specifically this podcast, I came into what a lot of people call analysis paralysis. I had to think of the perfect name. I had to think of my marketing strategy. Should I survey people? What should my colors be? How am I going to do this and that and this and that and blah, 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 until my brain almost like imploded with all the things to think about. And I didn't even want to start just because it was so daunting to think about what I quote unquote needed to do. But after having started, I like what that book, that one book that I read that Jeremy recommended, The War of Art talked about, I think, I think it was from this book. It talked about a muse, a muse being something that you love to do, even if no one was watching. And the main example that he gave that stuck with me was Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay. He said that even if nobody was around, he would still work out. I think he talked about a famous pianist or someone (laughs) like that. And it was, even if no one was around, they'd still be playing the piano, even if it was just for themselves. So, I mean, here I am sitting in a laundry room with uh, a treadmill and some washing machines and detergent nobody around okay and I'm still doing the dang thing so finding the muse that just sticks with you even if no one was there I feel like 
when you figure that out, starting is is a lot easier. And I would also say, so that those two things, right? Analysis paralysis and finding your muse. The third thing that I would say for me when I was starting this path is making it official. I think that when you make your passions outwardly known, it, for me, put a lot of pressure on myself. And the things that I have found really helpful is having an accountability partner. I think when I first started my podcast, having one person that I made a promise to, I said, I will post it by October 11th, 1159 PM. When I told them that I did not want to break my promise to them. So having someone, whether that's someone close to you or not, to just make this promise of, hey, I'm going to start small in this way. I found it super helpful when starting something that you really want to. I think another thing, when I made it official, setting a schedule for myself and keeping it was hard. I, I set the schedule of every Sunday, I'm going to do this, but then things pop up in life. But I think that just the same way you would go to class, if you go to class, <laughs> if you go to the gym, whatever you set a schedule for, it helps to come back to that and have some normality with it. And the last thing I'll say with starting is having the integrity with yourself. What I mean by this is I've been asked, like, why did you start in the first place? How did you even start? And it goes back to the promise that I made. I've been talking about starting a podcast for the longest time, if you really know me. And when I set the promise to myself after knowing that this is what I wanted to do. It was just a matter of making the promise and keeping it the same way I would make a promise to my mom or my best friend. I want to keep those promises with myself. I want to build that trust and integrity that I want to have with others. So that's what was happening when I was starting. And this applies to even gymming, um, playing volleyball, all of these apply when it comes to passions, in my opinion. And then the thing I want to move on to next is continuing. Now, the first thing I want to talk about is when you're pursuing your passions and you make it official, at least in my mind, I really like to keep myself accountable. But there's just things that you can account for, like major life events or working through personal hardships or pain. And there's been a few things that have happened. Um even during the holidays. And one of them was me getting wisdom teeth surgery. Not super major, but I've never gotten surgery before. And if you could hear that, that was me knocking on wood. Um, and I don't really take medicine all that often. So woke up, ate, took my medicine, watched the National Geographic, went back to sleep. And that was a pro like process for a week and a half and it really threw me off. I couldn't go to the gym. I felt tired all the time because I wasn't eating right. And I just fell out of so many of the habits that I had built being back in Berkeley because I had my own space. So it made me feel so out of whack, enforced an intentional time of relaxation and healing, oddly kind of restorative in a way. Still processing it, still working through it. But when it comes to passions that you put a personal deadline on, major life events and working through like personal things 
is difficult. So I think the way that I've kind of been navigating it is just taking the time to heal and forgive yourself and do what you got to do. But I think there's a difference between making excuses and legitimate healing, still finding that line, but it's a fine line to walk across. So just wanted to point that out. (laughs) Another thing that I find difficult with continuing and pursuing passions is waiting for inspiration. You know, what is that called when writer's block? I won't lie. I get a lot of my ideas when I am on the toilet or in the shower. That's why I have a brain dump piece of paper in my bathroom. Uh, Yeah, just because. I was doing a lot of research on it and I couldn't find a definitive answer on the different brainwave states. But from what I could gather, I think the delta waves are the slow ones that occur when you're in like deep sleep. And then the alpha waves are associated with relaxation, daydreaming, creativity, and they can be built uh, or be invoked by meditation and practicing mindfulness. And then lastly, there's the beta and gamma waves, which occur when you're concentrating. No matter whatever the names are, I'm very interested in doing more research on that. So if you have a book recommendation for that, let me know. But by making the intentional time to put yourself in the state of relaxation or concentration, I find feels like a daunting task, but pays off when I do put myself in that space. So I found that, you know, if I get my ideas in the alpha state when I'm in the shower, because apparently the water is like very calming, relaxing, and just allows your brain to open up. Doing that outside of the shower um, takes practice and takes time. And so what I learned from also the War of Art book is you have to make an intentional time and space for that creativity. For example, in the book, I think he said he couldn't he, not that he couldn't, intentionally at 9am, something of that sort, he sat down in the specific chair, saw the specific wooden clock and just started typing. And by putting him, you would think that making that intentional time, like you have to work at that time doesn't spark creativity. But in fact, for him, it does. And I found the same because even while I was taking a bit of a break, when I sit down and started like working on posts, the designs of them and the coloring, I found that I could work on it for another 30 minutes and just stay super focused. So just those micro actions of starting spark so much bigger actions. And I think that's why I bring up the alpha and beta state, because you really have to make the intentional time sometimes and not make the excuse of not pursuing your passion. You got to intentionally make time for those alpha waves because it is currently 12:22 a.m. I know, I know. We're 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 working on it. Okay? Okay. Uh and the next thing I want to talk about is working without inspiration. It goes back to that quote. I don't know. Sometimes you just don't have the muse working at all times. I don't know how the brain works. I'm not a scientist, but I find that when you don't have that inspiration, sometimes that's your body telling you something. You got to forgive yourself. And once you forgive yourself for in atomic habits it's like don't let it happen twice um 
forgive yourself for missing it once and just don't let it happen again. Do what you got to do rather than trying to jump back in. Just take small steps. I don't know if anybody has read Atomic Habits or seen the chart, but it's like a it's like a branch. Imagine I'm putting it out in my hands, but no one else can see that. Like imagine a branch. You take one step and it could go one way. And if you take the complete opposite action, it could go the branch could go a completely opposite way. And those branches lead to other branches. But it all starts with that super small one step. And I have found that when pursuing passions, you just got to take that super small step. They said it in Atomic Habits, make it make it short, make it seven minutes, make it attractive as possible to be able to take a step forward. And I found that just by, if I get a great idea, writing it down as soon as I can. And when I come back to it, it sparks so many other actions when I think of a podcast episode. I The last thing I'll talk about with this is falling out of love. It goes back to what Jeremy said. Do it until you fall out of love with it. And when you start falling out of love with it, figure out why. What is the piece of resistance that is occurring and see how you can alter it. I think I said this in my last, last, last episode, the 21 now what? My word of the year was iterate. And I'm going to give an aside right now. I have seen the posts on my Instagram of like 2023 goals, what's in, what's out, what's, what am I going to do this year? But then people will say, oh, I set all these goals and I never accomplish it. So I'm trying to start off small. And it made me feel super pressured that I had to have things figured out and that I needed to have my goals ready. On the contrary, I see these workout videos that are like, you know, everybody's making goals, but I know the real truth is that I don't need a new year. Like, I just, I don't need goals. I just get on it. I don't know what the actual saying is. If you know what the audio is, cool. But I think when it comes to passions and when it comes to this year, I just want to iterate. I want to figure it out as I go rather than striving for perfection. Because if we were all perfect, well, uh, I don't know what life would be like, but I just want to figure it out as I go along and just produce things rather than trying to make it the absolute perfect that it can be. And that's what I'm going to try to do. I'm keeping this episode short. It's my small step to getting back into things. Happy New Year, y'all. We made it. And if you're listening to this, my throat's getting kind of dry and I didn't bring water. (laughs) But I'm grateful. For every single ear that has listened to these words. And I'm excited for what this year has to bring. We're iterating. We're figuring this out. <sighs> Let's just get it. I'm going to get out of this laundry room. I appreciate you. Come back next week for an awesome episode with Jeremy. Where we talk about stuff that you'll just not want to miss. I hope. I loved it. Oh, wait. Okay. I have a hard time saying goodbye if you haven't noticed that from these episodes and I also have trouble saying certain words or figuring out the words but I love y'all for staying with it (laughs) okay see you next time bye